Welcome to this special presentation of Bait and Switch Podcast Sports, a wholly owned subsidiary of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Any other use of this podcast or descriptions or accounts of this broadcast without the consent of the Bait and Switch Podcast is strictly prohibited. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. It's Chris Beyer, as always, with Jim Martin. Hello, Jim. Hey, Chris. This is what we call an emergency podcast. Emergency. Yeah, we didn't think it was going to happen. Then we thought it was going to happen. Then we didn't think it was going to happen. Yep. And, and now it, it's happening. And then all happened in about an hour, right? Yeah. On, on Sunday. Like, well, maybe. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And of course, we're talking about the Packers. <laughs> yep. uh, we thought that we were just going to skip uh, Packer uh, uh, playoff uh, podcast because we didn't think it was going to happen. We're going to bring on our guest here uh, that we're going to talk to in just a minute, Jeff Grayson for the Super Bowl. But we have uh, a Packers playoff game. And our guest, as always, for all matters sporting, at least uh, ones that don't involve two wheels, Jeff Grayson joins us from Minnesota. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jim. It's great to be back with you guys, my fellow Tosa East boys. Great to see you. You yeah, know, that's uh, that's what, you know, obviously I'm rooting for the Packers to win, but really almost more importantly was like, I just want to talk to Jeff about this. Like, <laughs> I'm so really like, I'm so bummed with like when the Brewers don't make the play, like, oh, yep. don't get to, you only get to see Jeff like a Packers preview now or whatever. But yeah, yeah, no. So this is great. This is cool. Yeah, oh, I'm it's excited. More, it's more fun talking the home team than it is, uh, say, two teams that we're not involved with, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. I love yeah. being out with you guys for the Buck, the Bucks, the Brewers, the the Packers. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? We in our in our NFL preview and our Packers preview some months mm-hmm. ago, I put out there, you know, what is gonna be a record that will consider it a success for Jordan Love's version of the Packers. I think we mm-hmm. we kind of agreed to six. Six and eleven was kind of the plus minus, mm-hmm. and we got nine wins. Nine so wins. I think yep. we gotta call this a success, Jeff. Yeah. I remember this. I said I'd be happy with seven and ten and third in the division. And I think they would have been third if maybe the Vikings would have had so many injuries, but that's a, a different thing. I thought I said seven and ten plus you said, what do you want to see? I want to see potential and poise when you, we talked about Jordan Love. Those two things and seven and ten and I was good. And here they are, you know, nine and eight and the future is looking bright, guys. Yeah, right. Jim, it was yep. kind of a tale of two halves of the season. Yep. I don't watch this as carefully as you guys, but I did watch. Jordan Love, first half of the season, there was a lot to be left to be desired, and then all of a sudden he took off. Uh, what What was the change? What happened midseason? You know, um, I think it was, you know, he had a, his, he took off his first game. People were crowning him as a Hall of Famer immediately. He, he beat slaughtered the Bears. He was phenomenal. And then the next, you know, yeah, they, I think it was just he was up and down. You know, I think I think one thing is I think the Bears were not nearly as good as people thought they were going to be. And so I think that was part of it. But um, but no, I, I mean, honestly, I think it was just uh, I think it's just like anything, you know, growing pains. You go you go in there and, and you can only be so prepared. And the actual real life playing the game i think is completely different than than practice and so i think you can only be so prepared for for what's coming and then once you start playing you're going to see 
uh, you know, the different nuances of the game, things, oh, I never thought about it that way or whatever. Even if Rodgers, you know, you, Rodgers tutored him for three years, even with that, you know, you can't, it's, it's not the same as doing it. And I think that was, that was the, that's the answer to your question is, you know, but half of a season of actually doing it, getting used to it, getting used to the players that he's playing with. And we'll get into that, uh, later, but mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's done just an unbelievable job uh using the players that he has because he hasn't had a, a Devonte Adams you know that he can just throw one consistent guy maybe or a Watson or 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 a Watson but I'm saying one guy period that maybe J- Jaden Reed is probably the guy you could say or Tucker Craft actually or Tyler Tyler Craft was Craft yeah yeah Tucker. yeah so he um he those two guys kind of turned into eventually kind of his go to guys um but Really, even even those guys were well. At least Reed was out for a little while, so he's he's just thrown to all different kinds of guys, you know, which is mm-hmm. completely different than okay. I know I'm going to look at my one guy that I'm, you know, seventy five percent of the time he's open, but if I don't have him, then I'll go to my outlets. No, this guy's got to scan the whole field all the time. So, um, but anyway, to answer That's your it. question, I think it's just experience. Jeff, they, be- uh, they were two and five at one point. They were, and like we say, they they got better as the season went on. Do you think it was more Jordan Love getting better or the rest of the team getting better or did they equally get better both? Um, I think, I think the defense is really, I think we're just talking about the offense right now, but I think it was, it was a combination of both. I think with the early part of the season, I think, I think Jim's right. It wasn't just a first half, second half because they did. They beat the Bears, good or bad. They beat, they beat the Bears. And then the next week they should have beaten Atlanta. They yep. blew that game. Mm-hmm. They they blew they're like three or I mean it's scary if we want to get greedy you could make a case that the Packers could easily have challenged Detroit for the division because of the games that they did you know blow I went to the Saints game at Lambeau which they probably shouldn't have won that the Saints blew in the fourth quarter yeah. that was amazing the crowd mm-hmm. the way they came oh, yeah. back that was Jordan Love within a game learning from mistakes. And, and rising up. So it really was up and down. But to get back to your question, Chris, about the second half of the season, I think, I think it's just like Jim said, getting comfortable. The game in a way slows down. Unfortunately, uh, they lost the guy that I thought was going to be his main Mark Shimura-esque weapon in Musgrave a mm-hmm. little later in the season with a nasty injury with a nasty injury and thankfully he's okay he's back now but Tucker Craft when these guys were drafted I thought oh this is going to be the the dream LaFleur offense like uh the Patriots had a long time ago with two tight ends and at the at the beginning you thought Musgrave is going to be more the receiver and Kraft was known more for being a bulldozer blocker. Well, then Kraft got more comfortable. Unfortunately, Musgrave wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, these receivers started getting open. They started hanging on to the ball. And and while Love's mechanics sometimes are they're not textbook, he got more comfortable. It seemed like he wasn't trying to force it as much. And they had injuries with their running backs, too. Yeah, I mean, the the, the two people in the offense that the three of us talked about that we thought and most people thought are going to kind of be the leveling off the, you know, kind of a sigh of relief. He's got Dylan and he's got Aaron Jones, who in my opinion is the the, the best player they have in their whole offense and why they, yep. they went to him. Thankfully Lafleur went to him so much during the bears game, but yes, those running backs were in and out of the lineup. It was because, because of injuries. And so they started coming back. The game, Jordan Love just started seeing the game. He um, 
within games, you can see him getting better. Like against the Bears, he had some wild throws at first, and then he kind of calmed down. But like Jim said, I mean, this is his first year as a starter. A couple of years ago, the only thing we saw of Jordan Love was in that green parka on the sideline. <laughs> he and, wasn't even active. He, he wasn't even, yeah, he wasn't even, even active. active. I just, I, I, no matter what happens with this guy going forward, I just love his poise. I love how classy and grace with grace he's handled this whole thing. And as the season went on, I think that level-headedness really helped him because when things did get down, you know, all of a sudden he he didn't he didn't seem to get down at least outwardly. And then they had a couple of wins, big wins that kind of validated their approach. And then at that that grew into confidence after that. Yeah, Jim, is his contract up this year or when's this up? No, I don't think. No, he's so. got one more. He's got one more year, but I think the convict. Sorry, I interrupted you. He's got. No, that's good. That's he signed. Fine. They signed him through next season, but I think what we're looking at that we're all going to be stunned by is that between now and next season, they don't sign him to a long term deal. Yeah. But he is technically signed through the twenty twenty four season as of now. I, I certainly am impressed. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I see him right now as a five, six, seven year starter. I certainly see him as a two, three, four year starter. Uh, he's shown me. I am I wrong in saying that maybe his weakness is the medium to long ball? Uh, I would say early on that's true. Every time he threw a long ball, I was like, oh, Jesus, it's going to be overthrown or it's going to be knocked down. He's got no chance, right? He just threw in a double coverage. You can't even see, you know, how you see the ball and you can't see the, you can't see the receiver yet. And he comes into play. Oh, yep. There's two guys on him. I'll tell you the second half of the season, then that, that is completely turned around. I mean, there was, there was a ball he threw to Reed uh, a couple games ago that was just unbelievable. It was probably about 35, 40 yards passed straight down the middle, touched. I mean, it's like, I I don't particularly care for this off the back of the foot thing that he's got going on. Uh, it feels sort of Favre-esque, like I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to throw it up for, but I'll tell you, he's had success with it and, and it's, but every time I hold my breath a little bit, but to, to your point though, I think, um, <clears throat> I, I think that's, that's going away. I think he's got, uh, I think he's getting, he's getting better. There was a pass that I saw against the Bears where the receiver was wide open. And he threw it, and he either lofted it up a little too much or something. But the the guys, our guy, still caught it. But the defender was almost he almost got there, you know. And that's something you either got to laser in there, you got to throw it earlier or something. There's some there's, there's definitely some tweaking there, but I, I think he's gotten much 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 better. Yeah, I think he does have to work at his accuracy. I think he's got to work. But you know, we're talking about a first year starter. We have to temper that. I agree with pretty much everything Jim said. And I wondered if Jordan Love might have played baseball growing up because sometimes he almost throws it like a baseball. And I'm I'm just thinking some of those passes are pick sixes waiting to happen. His accuracy on the sideline plays sometimes, like the diagonal ones. I feel like those he could work on, but. As as long as he's got a willingness to learn and work and maybe work on mechanics more and combine it with his natural instincts, we all have – what was that phrase? Recentism? More and more, everyone's like, oh, he's got to be this now. He's going to be the greatest of all time. we got to temper that because you go back to Rodgers and Favre when they first started out. We can't put – he's not ready for his bust in Canton just yet. But I think for the short term, next few years for sure, I think we're looking at that's your quarterback. That's your guy. Jim, uh, we've talked a lot about Jordan Love here for a while, the quarterback, obviously. 
What is the weakest part of the of the Packer team currently? Defense. I mean, well, I mean, you could say special teams. I think the special teams yeah. is weak. Um, I don't think Carlson's. Uh, he's he's got some developing to do. Um, yeah. How about missed... specifically on the defense? What the on the, the, on the defense the, the, um, the coordinator? The... <laughs> I'm just saying that. And this has been a the theme all year long. The, the coordinator. The schemes are terrible. Except, it seems like he pulled his head out on. On Sunday, he, they started, and they, they were talking a lot about this. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you watched the game, but they were talking a lot about it, um, during the game that the Packers, instead of playing zone where, uh, Fields was able to just motor, run, run around wherever he wanted because they're playing zone, they played man to man and that, that locked up those receivers long enough for our, our pass rush to get him. And that was working. And I, I pray to God that finally Joe Barry has seen something that he can kind of take and say like, okay, yeah, I'll do this because it's actually working, right? Instead of just saying like, hey guys, everybody play 12 yards off every play. You know, that that just it, I know, I know you know, I, I, this is like this is this is not any like hot take <laughs> on this but but I'll tell you, Jeff, the 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 one um uh the, the, the double-edged sword of the Packers winning and getting into the playoffs is that they, it makes Joe Barry look like he's actually good, right? We, this is a guy we have to get rid of. I don't care if we even go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl <laughs> to get rid of this dude. He's terrible. He's yeah. terrible. I so, think, I, I think the, the, the thing that really, tur- and a lot of us, I mean, I'm not an expert, but from watching, there were several times this year where you guys, I think, saw this too, where a, an elite running back or receiver is being covered by a linebacker oh my. who doesn't have a chance. Preston Smith the, was covering uh, uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, what, and then what? in the game, in the game last on uh, Sunday against the yes. Bears, it happened again. It, Walker was covering covering DJ, DJ Moore. Yeah, I mean you what? can't have these big linebackers covering these sleek receivers. I mean no. that, and to have that happen repeatedly, yeah, I don't that I don't understand, right. and I think I think. In the past few years under LaFleur, and I don't know if it went back to McCarthy, my mem- I can't remember. I always felt like they were a poor tackling defense. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I've always felt like they were a poor tackling defense. And once they got through the front, the defensive front, that forget it, especially the defensive backs, they weren't going to make tackles. No. But no, no, no. I, I have seen improvement over the last couple of weeks, but I do, um, it's definitely the the weakness. If we're talking specifically about a weakness of the team, I think defense is the first thing. We can talk about special teams if you like, but just you got to stop having these things where you have these linebackers who are like six four, two hundred fifty pounds, trying to stop a sleek, fast, quick receiver. I mean, the quarterbacks in the NFL they they all have taken advantage of that. That had to stop. It has to stop. Yep. No matter who the coach is. I, you don't like to root for somebody to lose their job or anything like that, but um, yeah, you do. <laughs> you, <laughs> well, I know what you're saying. But yeah, but yeah. these last few, I remember when people wanted Patton, the previous one, to go, and he he lost his job too. And Lafleur, I mean, we've gone through coordinators, but um, yeah, it's it's made you shake your head a few times. And, and, I'm, and I'm, Google, that, I'm, I'm googling things here as we're talking. Yeah. I'm looking scoring defense NFL this year. Packers tenth best. 
That's the argument, Chris. That's the yeah. argument is, is they have this bend don't break, right? Where like, yeah. like they, they, they aren't giving up their, I mean, you saw it in the Bears game, right? They got in the red zone. I don't know how many times they only came yeah. away with nine points. It's all field goals. So that's, that's the argument against, but they're not scoring. They're not scoring. That's the important right. thing. Eh, kind of. Are, are they getting lucky? You know, are they getting right. lucky that, that these guys are just getting stopped in the, in the, in the red zone? I, right. You can say, and you could argue, you know, well, luck only lasts so long, right? But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they, I mean, against they got me. the fields on Sunday. They got sacks. Yes. Right. The defensive front did make things happen. Yeah. They, they, they got to them. They but, have but, had some key injuries on defense this year. I'll give them that. The, right. the, yeah. with, uh, Alexander has been yeah. hurt much of the year. Uh, Devondre Campbell, the linebacker who's kind of the, and then I think Walker was hurt a little bit, but Eric, yeah, I think Stokes, of course, was never, Stokes, was like, never even in, yeah. right? I mean, defensive backs have been that's, and they traded Rasul Douglas. So I mean, yeah. the defensive backfield to me actually was a big weak spot along with some of the scheme stuff. But, you know, they did, they, the last few weeks, they, I will say they have improved. And that'll be mm-hmm. the big question, Jim, like you mm-hmm. said, is it enough for, you know, and if you're going to let him go, which I totally understand. If you're going to let Coach Barry go, then you better bring somebody in where there's we, there's something that you, a plan you can go to battle with next year, right? Because it just feels like the last handful of years the defense is Mike. You know. Yeah, yeah. Mike Vrabel just got released by the Titans. Yeah. That would be a nice yeah. pickup. So who is yeah. Yeah, who he is the def- a head coach? He will. Who is yeah, the yeah. defensive MVP for the Packers this year? Hmm. Hmm. Kenny Clark's Smith. been good. Kenny, yeah. Kenny Clark, yeah. Yeah, Preston I, I, Smith. Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. What about Jair going? Alexander, former Pro Bowler? Uh, he's been hurt. He had that uh, snafu with the with the uh, coin flip. Yep. Is mm-hmm. he gone, do you think? Mm, I don't uh. think so. I don't think his contract is friendly to, to let him go. And if we're to believe the interviews, it seems like they've put that thing to bed. But yeah. what I would like to see, and maybe I'm wrong because you know, I'm not. I mean, we're guys talking sports here. I'm not a, you know, an expert. But you know, no, hold on, hold on. The... Let's stop for just a second. <laughs> we got the Fox Sports analyst here. Okay. Did the pregame, postgame okay. for the Brewers right. and the Bucks? Okay. okay. We all got right. an expert. All right. Okay. Okay. Here's <laughs> here's my thing, guys. You tell me how you feel about this. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Tell me how you feel about this. If you've got an elite receiver like DJ Moore or CeeDee Lamb, they're going to see this week. Sometimes you see teams say, okay, we've got a cornerback who when he signed his extension is the best cornerback in football. If you pay him the most, you think he's the best, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to see Alexander just shadow the best receiver in football all over the field. I know maybe not 100% because he's going to get worn out. I would like to see him – he did that with Justin Jefferson with the Vikings last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would like to see that, but Valentine and Valentine have been pretty good back there, but I want to see, I want to see Jair Alexander being treated and dealt and have them demanding, okay, you're back. If you're healthy, you cover the best guy. You chase yeah. him. It's not. Right. I've heard of defensive schemes doing that, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, prime, a- prime, prime used to remember Deion Sanders used to do that all. I mean, all the time you'd hear about these, like you said, these premier guys. Um, trying to think of his name. Um, he was he played for Washington, then he played for the Rams, but he got into it. There was there was this big thing about him and this one receiver. That, I mean, they were fighting, they were throwing each yeah. other down because yeah. they were just locked into each other the whole game. Jalen, yeah. Jalen, Jalen, 
something. Anyway, I say but, put uh, Alexander. I, I put Alexander mm-hmm. on the best receiver. Uh, yeah. Do it and see what happens because if he's this good, I mean, we need to see more of him showing up. I think, in my opinion, but I think he'll. I think he'll stay. I, I was reading about his his contract and everything, and I think that if the discipline stuff is handled, if that's been put to bed. They said that it wouldn't make sense financially to let him go based on what he signed, when he signed. Hmm. So right now, I would expect him back. And yeah. if he can play the way he's supposed to play, I would like him to to come back. Right. Yeah. You know, he. Um, I, I I saw some article and they were talking about. Now I don't know about this, but if, was it last year did he get hurt playing San Francisco? I, I thought I thought the article said basically like. Before that, and they were quoting these statistics, which I don't understand. But before that, he was like a plus 17, right? Before that injury. Then he got injured and he mm-hmm. healed up and came back. But since then, he's never been a positive. Yeah. He's always been in the negative range, whatever that means, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if he just maybe isn't as good as he used to be. And, and which is yeah. kind of a ridiculous thing to say because he's, he's only been around for a few yeah. days, or a few years, a few days, a few years, right. you know, but, but, um, but like I, I remember seeing him, and I was like, "Okay, we have our guy. This is our, our, uh, for lack of a better term, our Deion Sanders, right?" Yeah. Um, and now I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, there have been games I've seen him get burned, and and you know he just he talks a lot, and you know if he if he if you talk a big game, you better back it up. And uh, so I don't know. Uh, you know, it is know. a merciless position because yep. you've got these receivers who have all the advantages in terms of rules. Yep, you right. can't put a hand on him, and then mm-hmm. you've got to try to keep up with him. And he's not the biggest guy either. So, right. and it seems like you only hear about them most if they. And then interference is the costliest penalty in the sport. So I, I don't envy the challenges, but he, he signed up for it, and they need him. Um, yeah, they need him to to be that guy, and that'll do a lot of a lot for improving the defense overall. Now yeah. let's move on to our opponent here this uh, weekend. We're talking about the Packers playoff game coming up here. Sunday they're playing in the three three thirty spot yep, against the Dallas Cowboys. They're going to be going against their old head coach Mike McCarthy, right? In Dallas, Dallas the number two seed, the uh, the victor of the East uh, division in uh, the NFC, and we got the Packers coming in as the number seven seed in a slot that wasn't even available until a couple of years ago, right? They went from six right. to seven. How many years ago was this? Yeah, I think this is is this the third year, maybe something like that. It's That's only right. something like that. Yeah, it's it's only it's only a few years. I yeah. I wanted it to be Detroit. I thought we were going to have it yeah. be Detroit. The yeah, stupid first. San Francisco. What one yeah. point they lost uh, yeah. because they yeah. didn't care. You know, yeah, it almost right. happened. But now we're going against uh, Dallas. So let's start with Jim. Jim, uh, uh, they played this game a hundred times. How many of the Packers win? <laughs> These two teams, or Packers. 10 times. Win. Let's say they played ten times. How many of the Packers win of that? What percent chance do you get them to win? Are, are they playing 10 times in Dallas? In they, in Dallas. The, the exact, same game, Dallas. exact same yeah, game. Yeah, I'm just saying, same, what were the yeah. percentage? 10, right, 20, yeah. 30, 40, I, I think 50%. they got like a 15% chance of winning, unfortunately. I, I, Dallas is really, really good. Uh, I mean, they've got... They've got a Dak Prescott is, I don't really like him, but, uh, I mean, for whatever reason, I, I'm not a huge fan, but he's playing really well. Like, like Jeff was saying, CD Lamb is like playing out of his mind. Tony Pollard is, is, is pretty decent. Um, they've got a great defense. Uh, it's, it, they, they got a really good team. Um, the only thing we can hope for is that Mike McCarthy does the same thing with them as he did for us and just doesn't change his playbook. 
just never changed his playbook. That was the problem, right? We went to the playoffs for a few years, like, look, this guy's great. And then we go and we couldn't, why can't we get any farther? Oh, we're doing the exact same things that we do every year. So if they, if they realize that, and maybe they need to call us up for a little consult, but uh, if they realize that and they, they take notice of that, then maybe we got a shot. But I really think it's like 15%. Jeff is, uh, and I'll let you answer that question just a second. Is McCarthy unfairly maligned or is yes. he? Uh, you know, do you think that he's he's been picked on a little too much because he's been in high profile jobs or has he screwed up enough to have this reputation? Well, I think every coach deserves scrutiny, like uh, Jim referred to. And there were some times during the playoffs where it seemed like, I mean, you're, you're, you're left shaking your head. At the same time, I think you have to, the reason I said yes so quickly is I think you've got to look at the coach's overall body of work from when he came into a job to when uh, he leaves. And I wish he. I understood when they let him go, but I wish they would have let him finish the year. But I think his, it, it was time for him to go. And it was, and I think, you know, that was, I think that was the right move. I just wish they hadn't done it at, during the season. I think he's unfairly maligned because yes, he, he had a, uh, he, yes, he had a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he helped make him into a Hall of Fame quarterback. Don't forget that when, uh, when, when McCarthy left, I, I didn't think Rodgers came out enough saying, how much he owed to McCarthy. Those guys were tied at the hip. Basically, you know, those two had to work together and the result was a Super Bowl. They they should have gotten more than one based on how well they played in the regular seasons. That is probably the one thing that follows him from his Packer tenure if you want to look at the negative part. On the positive end, he, he won a Super Bowl for you. There's only been a couple of coaches who have done that and in Packer history, of course. And they were in the mix for all those years. You say, well, you have Aaron Rodgers. Well, they, it wasn't just because of Aaron Rodgers, but he should take, he deserves credit for helping turn Aaron Rodgers into the quarterback he was from throwing motion to everything else. The guy was not ready to start. He had, and he also coached Favre to one of his best seasons. Favre's last season in Green Bay was one of his best. And he was an MVP candidate, a legit one. And that was where they lost the game against the Giants, but. He, Favre had a great year under McCarthy. He's really, he, I think he's a really good coach. Then he goes to Dallas. He's got to deal with Jerry Jones and, and all the pressure there. He goes from the community owned team with no real owner to having to deal with, you know, J.R. Ewing, basically right. this guy who, who runs the whole state. And, um, he's a Hall of Fame coach, in my opinion. And if he gets to, if he can, you know, get to a Super Bowl with this team, now you're talking elite company with someone taking two, two teams to a Super Bowl. So, I don't know. If, I mean, a coach deserves to be maligned. It's a lot of pressure that goes with it, but um, I do think he's a really good coach. I really, I, I do. All right. Now, Jim said 15% chance to win this game. What do you put the Packers at here? I'm I'm agreeing with Jim. I think their best, the Packers need to play loose. It's going to be a pack. I mean, the crowd is going to be, of course, going crazy. They expect this thing to be, you know, a 30 point blowout, which is, you know, understandable given the, where these teams are. I mean, the Packers, I sort of think of them as a college team, not in terms of playing college caliber ball, but in that these are guys who are all coming in with the same graduating class. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're all of love's targets, all of them outside of the running backs, receivers and tight ends are first or second year players. Yeah. That just Insane. doesn't happen. Insane. Now you're going to Dallas, you're dealing with, you're dealing with that crowd. You're dealing with a team that is, I mean, this team is primed to win it all. I mean, these, all their key players are in their prime. 
And they're yeah. even doing it without Trevon Diggs, a great defensive back, who mm-hmm. is the brother of St- Stefan Diggs, who's a Bills receiver. I think he's out for the year, I is believe. He really? oh, okay. I think so. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but I thought so. But I think they're that this team is prime. So it's understandable yeah. that they're big underdogs. The Packers' best chance is a turnover, uh, a fluke play. I remember when the Packers beat the 49ers in San Francisco the, that the one year where they had a couple turnovers early. Craig Newsom recovered a fumble. You remember that? Yeah. Going, going way back to before they won a Super Bowl. But um, that team had more that team had more experience, that Packers team. That team had Reggie and it. It had Favre. And this, this team's younger. So I, I agree with Jim. I mean, Dallas, you play it 10 times, Dallas is going to probably win it, you know, probably eight, eight or nine times if it goes the way it's supposed to go. Right. If we get some interceptions, a fumble, a fluke play, who knows? I just hope they play loose because they've got absolutely nothing to lose. That, that's the one thing I was going to say is that that's sort of the wild card right there, right? Is that, yeah, these guys are young. But there, you remember while we were young, like young and stupid, like we don't know what we don't know, right? Ignorance is bliss. Like we're just going to go out there and play balls to the walls and forget it. And like, and like you just said, they've got zero to lose. There was, they weren't even supposed to be, nobody expect them to be in the playoffs this year. They're in the playoffs. If they can take out Dallas, I mean, fantastic. And if they don't, well, well, all right, good. Well, hey, it was a big, it was a big, you know, uh, step this year and they got a lot of good experience and they got solid experience in a playoff game in a hostile environment and these guys are all coming back next year and exactly. see what happens yeah. you know yeah, I mean, the phrase, people are excited yeah. yeah the phrase is house money they're playing with house money house exactly. money the remember only... Jimmy Jones's Cowboys when they they started out 1 and 15 and they gradually got better in in like his third year in Dallas Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys went to Detroit last time the Lions won a playoff game and Detroit steamrolled them and mm-hmm. i'm not saying that the talent on the Packers right now is as good as the Cowboys talent back then, they had, but it, it could be time will tell. But a team has to learn from these experiences, and the odds are this is going to be an experience that these young Packers learn, learn from for the future. And we saw Favre's Packers have to learn that in Dallas a few yep. times too. So yeah, well, house house money all the way. I just hope that they play like it's house money and let's let's let it rip. Try to do the right. fundamental things. Yep. Try not to make big mistakes. Don't make right. big mistakes, right? Right. You know, don't throw a pick. You know, don't don't try to be a hero. Just do what you do. See what happens. Right. You know? yep. so and play, if the Packers lose, win, get rid of Joe Barry. Of- Joe Carey, uh, Joe Barry. Oh. If the Packers well, lose, get rid of Joe Barry. Well, I think it's likely, yeah, it's likely going to happen. But I am curious how they, excuse me, how they play this week, you know. But they're they're playing against a really good offensive line. Right. The um so play 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 to win not not to lose right I mean that's you don't want to be conservative like especially in this but yeah, yeah that's I don't usually quote Jimmy Johnson so much but Jimmy Johnson has always said he said it as a coach and he says it as a commentator it's not always it's not about the plays you make it's about the mistakes you don't make mm, if you yeah. don't make mistakes you stay in the game yeah you know you, yep. you just do. You know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a playoff game, they're magnified so much. Jeff, uh, Jeff, right. the uh, sports trivia uh, god here. I just made a uh, faux pas. I said Joe Barry Carroll. Where did Joe Barry Carroll go to college? <laughs> Purdue. 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 He's a former basketball player. Ah, yeah, I didn't I realize you said Joe Barry Carroll. I, I, talked I said Joe Barry Carroll by accident. Do you remember saying, what they used to say about what his what his nickname was after he 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 was the number one pick of the the Golden State Warriors and his right. his 
Unfortunately for Joe Barry Carroll, through no fault of his own, the Celtics had the number one pick in the draft, and they traded it to Golden State. They swapped picks. Like, they went to the third pick, and they threw in Robert Parrish, and the third pick happened to be Kevin McHale. So, basically, the Celtics traded Joe Barry Carroll for two Hall of Famers, Robert Parrish wow. and and uh, Kevin McHale. But after he, because of his disposition and always staying calm, not expressing mm-hmm. emotion, some people called him Joe Barely Cares. Oh, okay. So, but he he played for the I want to say he played for the Bucks later, but he had some good years early in his career in particular. But yeah, he was a boilermaker. Of course, I knew that Jeff would be able to give us a full resume of this right. person. I knew exactly what I was right. getting into. I could have come up with the Warriors thing, but all the other stuff I can't come up with. And had like, some good years early. He had some good, yeah. had some good years early, but unfortunately for him, he's the answer to that question. Who did the Celtics give up to get Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale in the same trade? Now, this yeah. ties into my next question. The Golden State Warriors in the Bay Area, if the Packers somehow win – they go on to play San Francisco. This is going to be quite a path. Dallas, San Francisco, who knows? Right. Uh, all right. the so, demons. All yeah, the demons yeah. from Packers past. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I tell you, it's a lot more fun talking Packers than talking about just some teams that we don't know. I don't know if we'll get around to doing the the Super Bowl uh, podcast, which we originally talked about, because we got this Packers thing going. Right. And, uh, Jeff, if if they win, we're going to be back next week, oh. and you're going to be required to be here. Oh, that would <laughs> that would be – there's nothing I would like better than to be there. Yeah. That would be that would be amazing. And you know what? What I would love, if, if they do lose, wouldn't it be fun for as long as possible during this game on Sunday to just put a big scare into these Cowboys and get yes. them, you yep. know? Because yep. the upsets – you look at any sport in the history of sports – People will say, do they have a chance? They do have a chance. They get to play him on Sunday. Buster Douglas did beat Mike Tyson. Yeah. The reason, the <laughs> yeah. reason, you know where the origin of the word upset is. Do you know where the no. origin of the in sports terminology? There was a horse, a horse race with the name upset that was this mega really? underdog. We're going back probably close to a hundred years. And the wow. name of the horse was upset. Wow. And ever since then. That huh. is why they call these games instead of saying a favored team or individual defeated a one. You know, they call it. That's why they call it an I, upset. I always assumed it was like upset the apple cart, right? Turn right. something sure. over, yeah. right? Well, it's because of a. It's because of a horse, and I can't remember who the. If it was man of war or citation, some it was some horse, but you know, in sports. It does. I mean, it, once in a while, it does happen. We don't expect it to happen, and it's okay if it doesn't happen. But let, let's see how they react to this situation. It's going to be a let crazy ask, atmosphere. Yeah. Let me ask you this, guys. Uh, let's say the Packers lose. Who is your matchup that you want to see in the Super Bowl? Let's go with Jim. Who would you like to see in the Super Bowl? <laughs> let's see. Who's left? I, I got my answer. Who, we got. Who are the seven teams in the in the? In the I'll NFC give you my get, answer, and then get, I'll let you guys answer. I want the Bills against the Lions. If uh, no Bills against I Lions, know, I know why. Yep, yep. Yeah, because I'm always want the team that hasn't yep. won it that's done well mm-hmm. to win, and either one of those teams I'd take to win. Yep. I don't like the Ravens. I, I'm good. I'm good with the Bills. I, I think I, I might have picked the Bills in our, our our podcast earlier. I said Bills Vikings. Oh, okay. If, um, if the Packers don't you? win, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Boy, uh, Miami? Is Miami in it still, or did they get yeah. kicked out? Yeah. Okay. No, they're in because okay. they, they so lost the division by that losing that game. So their yeah. reward is they got to go to Kansas City. Okay. That, that is kind of a reward. Kansas City's not playing that well. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, which is interesting, that would be Tyreek Hill in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to go. I'd like to see Detroit, Miami, I think. I don't like the Ravens. The Bills, I, I like the Bills, but um, I don't know. I, 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 haven't, I haven't seen Miami in the Super Bowl for a long time. Feels like. Yeah. Right? Dan, Marino, you, Jeff? Dan Marino playing for Don Shula. I, I think I'm with you, Chris, in that, um, after you take the, if you take the Packers off the board in terms of small markets and devotion of fans, um, Jacksonville may be a smaller media market than Buffalo, but I thought Buffalo was the next smallest. Um, I like, I would like to see Buffalo get it. I'm, I'm not a, a Bills fan by, in my heart, like, but I like the Bills. I, mm-hmm. it still hurts me that poor Scott Norwood missed that kick against yep. the Giants because I thought yep. Marv Levy was just the nicest guy and I loved that Bills team. Jim Kelly, and I was, I was yeah. really bummed. That was a great Super Bowl. I was really bummed they make that kick and the Bills are thought of. And Jim Kelly, like I said, yep. I want to see the Bills in the AFC do it. And, I would like to see the Lions in the NFC. My dad was not a Lions fan, but my dad was from Detroit. One of my best friends through television is from Detroit. And to see that team, which has never been to a Super Bowl, last time they won a championship was 1957 with Bobby Lane. And I think they've won one playoff game, the one I mentioned against Dallas. I think they've won one playoff game since then, and that was in the 91 season against the Cowboys. I would um they got to the NFC championship and lost to the Redskins, but uh Washington. And uh I would like to see Bill's Lions because for the reasons you said, Chris, the Bills have a great fan base. Detroit's been beaten up for so long. I, I think it would be I think it would be great. I'm not sure if that's what's gonna happen, but that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Well, guys, uh let's uh let's hope we do this again next week. Oh, that would be yeah. great. That, and that we know the opponent. The opponent will be the 49ers. Yep, we do know that's right. who yeah, it would be. Yeah, cuz they're sitting at home watching. Yep. yep. Yep, that would be that would be amazing, but let's enjoy it and after the Brewers lost, we lost our manager to the bitter rivals. <sighs> um it's been a it's been a fun last couple of months since then. The Packers have made it fun and when we do our Packer preview next season, it's yeah. I'm telling you the future is gonna the future looks really bright and we should people who ripped Brian Gutekunst, the general manager, they owe him they owe him for now an apology and let's hope we can have another good draft in the yeah, spring too. Yeah, when when you look at the list of the people he drafted last year, and it's like it's just insane. It's like Van Ness, Musgrave, Reed, um uh uh I mean I forget the the, the, craft craft uh, Musgrave. Right, they've, yeah, right, they've got craft, five picks in the top yeah, one hundred in the spring. I mean, they've got, Wicks, five, yeah. Wicks, yeah. They've got yeah. five picks in the oh, top really? 100 in the draft because they oh, get the right. pick from the Jets in the second round, and then they mm-hmm. traded Rasul Douglas to Buffalo, and they get their third round pick. So they've got a first round okay. pick, the Jets pick in their own in the second, and the Bills in their own in the third. So they're going to get five picks in the top about 100 again. So the future looks bright, and I hope to be on with you guys many more times to uh, talk about that. Wow. That'd well, Jeff, whether it's next week against the 49ers or uh, in March coming up with the Brewers uh, preview podcast, we're always we're always looking forward to have Jeff on the program. It's always fun. Like Jim said, 
you know, it's much more fun to ever talk to Packers here instead of the Super Bowl. And uh, when we always have Jeff on, it's always a great podcast because there's no editing. We don't even have to prepare. We just know he's going to come with the good stuff. So thanks, as always, Jeff. Hey, thanks, thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jim. I love being on with you guys. Thank you. All right. As always, we'll say goodnight, but you don't have to hang up the phone. We'll talk afterwards. So uh, good luck, Pac. And let's see. What's the score? Uh, Pick a score here. What's the score going to be, Jeff? Ooh, Last boy. thing, Jim, think about the score. I'll pick one. I'm going to okay. try to pick a scoregami if you know what that is. <laughs> I'm still smarting because while I felt pretty good about my Packer prediction this year about potential and poise, I picked Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl. And once Bur- Burrow got hurt, oh, I thought yeah, of you guys because I thought I don't have a prayer. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 34 20 Dallas. I think they're going to pull away. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say um uh, be. 30, 31-17. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. You know what the uh, the concept of a scoregami is. Yeah. I don't score this never happened before. Score this right? never happened in the NFL. Every year there's about five or six new scores that have never happened huh. in the NFL. So oh I'm gonna God. pick one here. I've never is, heard of that. It's unbelievable yeah. that to think that that's still happening. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to pick the score of 29 to 11. That's what I was just going to say. I was honestly, God, I was just thinking 29 to 11 because it's never happened two before. point conversion and a field goal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yo, strangers. Now, how do you get 29? How would you do that? Yeah. Three touchdowns and then go for two on the last one. I obviously, missed extra points come into play and sure. things like that. Six. And, yeah. Do you Do you remember? Uh, a Saturday, you know, when my favorite parts of Saturday Night Live, which I don't watch much anymore, I watch clips from years past, are the fake commercials that have already been edited. And there have been some great ones. They did one 15 or 20 years ago about a bank that all they did was oh, give change. change bank. They just, they Thanks made, back, yeah. they made no money. They just did. He goes, they come in with a five. Maybe I'll give them four singles, three, three quarters, two dimes and a nickel. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's kind of like that where you try to look at the yeah. denominations of money. How do you break down how a team could reach these numbers? Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe yeah. it's three touchdowns, a fourth touchdown and a two point conversion. Maybe right. it's eight safeties in a field, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, like I said, I look, look at that skid up. We make I'm, change. It's oh, I've, I've watched it. I've watched it recently. Um, <laughs> it's like, have you really? Oh yeah. I've watched it within the last <laughs> six months. It's right. You've never seen it, Jim? I don't think so. No, it's all it's, they it's do. A great one. Go into because the bank just, and they give you change. It's it's deadpan and they yeah. just don't. You know, they don't milk it too much. It's really good. No, um, because we've got options for you. Yeah, you, know? yeah. <laughs> you, you come in with you. Maybe someone comes in with a ten dollar bill. I give you eight singles. One single, a hundred pennies. You know, we can do that. Yeah, we, we can do we that. Can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we can talk more more uh, Saturday Night Live skits off air. Thanks a yeah. lot, Jeff. We hope to see you Thanks, next Jeff. week. Thanks, uh, yep. We'll see you in March, all right? Sounds good, guys. Good talking to you. Thank you. Yep, be good. Stay warm. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast when we talk to our friends Dave Bowl and Chad Honer. You've made it to the end of another Bait and Switch Podcast. Spread the word. 